You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather around, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. That was the dirty trick. I didn't actually do it. Oh, you didn't? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi. Hi. I, we need to explain what that was about. <laughs> I don't know. Sean, maybe allergies, maybe the fact that you're deep into a case uh but mm. as i hit record sean was kind of covering his face as if i don't know i was pre- preparing I was, it was like a pre-show facial massage of sorts so i, I pretended i was taking a picture and i was going to post it on insta <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny the idea that you have insta anyway oh, um, no 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 we have an instagram account we just i just we? don't it's well, like a collective. It's a steel steel pod Instagram oh, oh, account. Oh, okay, okay. And I have posted on it, but I'm not very good about it. Mm. Not very active. I, I should probably join that one because I can't do the other one, right? So that's right. Yeah, you should. I should just be in charge of that one. Well, then actually, get what, used. what you should be in charge of is our TikTok account. Uh, you should set that up. I don't have enough dances. <laughs> Oh, oh, I've seen you move, Sean. You got plenty of dances. It's the it's the only I got one move, right? It's the only only what you're talking about is the is that I've been dancing for two hours straight after being on my feet for 15 hours straight. So I'm just moving my arms. It's uh, is that called the wrecking ball? We're just kind of <laughs> swinging the arm back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about yeah. it. Hey, um, sh- oh, go ahead. Well, I was I have a Everett versus Higby update. You know, we forgot to do this last we week. We did, but I remember this week. Okay, so what's what's your update? Everett is is just kicking Higby's tail. I don't think that's true. He's he is ahead of Higby by about four points. In what scoring system? That's half point PPR. Oh, see, in PPR, half PPR. Higby, not half point. Yeah, but in, in full point PPR, which most people play, Higby is ahead of Everett already. Oh, He's already right? passed him. Yes. Yeah, but nobody plays that. Just most people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's uh, like 1.2 or 1.3 points ahead of He's Everett. getting a lot of volume. I will give you that. He is getting a lot of volume. I did. That's what I said. He's going to get a lot of volume. That's so. right. All right. Well, on today's show, we'll move along. Unless you, you were about to start something earlier. Did you, did nah. you want to come back to that? What was I going to start? Oh, there you go. I don't know. You started talking when I did, and you let you you deferred to me. Oh, I think I was just going to say the same thing you did. Oh, okay. Just that Higby's doing better than Everett and will finish ahead of Everett. I well, I we don't might have. have any we choice. might have, we might have to. We might we we didn't really specify the scoring system. That may be that may be the that may be the thing that the, decides it. The determining factor. Yeah. Could be, could be. It'll be close. All right, so we have our Pushing Your Chips In episode this week. This is an episode 
you're you're four weeks into the season. Maybe you're you're four and zero. Oh, or you're, could you be three and one with three, three and one? With, could you be three? Could you be three and one? And like let's say about ninth in the team league in scoring. Would you? Would would that be a thing that you would push your chips in? I probably people want to know. I, that that <laughs> feels akin to being like a touchdown dependent tight end that I wouldn't want to go all in on. Yeah. So no, this is your you know maybe you're even two and two, but you're second in the league in scoring. Yeah. Uh, but you've determined your your team is ready to make a run for it, and you want to solidify your roster. You want to add some depth. Uh, that's probably you're probably not adding a superstar at this point, but maybe right, maybe. But you, may, uh, you might plug a hole. You might have a hole. That's right. That needs plugging. So we so we have some names of guys with which you can plug your holes. Right. And uh, and we're going to share those with you right now. Awesome. All right, so, tell me the guys that I can use to plug my holes. Okay. So starting off with uh, with quarterbacks again. We, we should have flipped this upside down, Sean. We always start with quarterbacks. We don't always. But too late now. I mean, we can literally just read the document in reverse. That, yeah, that. Too much. It would just be, yeah, it was add a level <laughs> of difficulty. You're Ron Burgundy. That's right. It would require you what? Right. I'm I mean, Ron Burgundy? It'd be, I'd be like going through, I'd say the, the name of the player last. It just wouldn't work well. Yeah, it would, not, it would be pointless. All these statistics and who are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. Well, I will start off with one Jared Goff mm. as my You're, court. That is a... That is a dangerous play to begin with, sir. Well, and so here's I want to tell you my approach to it because I don't know that our approaches were the yeah, same. I think we I think we kind of we kind of did we did the homework assignment differently. We did. So my approach to it was try to find guys that you can actually acquire, and maybe you approached it that way too. But I was looking for guys that were outperforming their expectations, and that you probably can get for without a lot of cost. So that was my approach. And my approach was to look at players, regardless of how they're performing, and try to predict how they would perform in the future. Well, sure. That, <laughs> I've got that in there, too. I'm just messing with you. But, but Goff made my list. He's currently the quarterback five, uh, to, you know, give or take, depending on your your scoring system. 200 yards to a tight end last week probably had something to do with that, but yeah. Yes, yes. But he's been having a pretty good season. Uh, according to Fantasy Pros, he's quarterback 17 rest of season. That's his rank. Yeah, a dynasty also on fantasy pros. He's dynasty ranked as the quarterback 26. That's so I'm like, he's acquirable. You can get okay. this guy. Here's the thing. Here's, here's why I think what he's done this season will continue. The Lions are averaging 35 points per game on offense. They are also giving up 35 points per game on average. <laughs> shootouts. There's shootouts all the time. They're going to be throwing the ball. I, Jared Goff is going to be tossing the rock. He has great weapons around him in Amon Ross St. Brown. He's got DeAndre Swift, uh, not not for this last game, but he's there. Hawkinson obviously blew up this week. I mean, I'll say Chark, even though I don't think he's a great player, but he, he's catching balls too. Um, and Jamison Williams will be back maybe in a month or so, but he's going to get another weapon here shortly. Um, so my question was, come on, it's Jared Goff. Can can this ever really happen? So I looked back. He has a top 10 finish. He does. In in 2018. I want to say it was his second year in the league. It was his third. Third. Yep. Um, he finished. Because he, he got drafted and we made, in our league, we made fun of the guy who drafted him and how terrible he was. And then he blew up 
I think it, met, it was either a set, you're saying it was his third year, I believe you. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was drafted in 2016, and his big year was 2018. Right. That's when he was on the Rams. He finished as a quarterback eight. He had Cooper Cup on that team with him. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley. He had a really nice supporting cast around him. And I just mentioned went to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll take your word on that. I I don't I don't have that top well, of mind. He did go to the Super Bowl. I'm oh, not... you you don't mean in 2018 necessarily. Oh, I don't know. I think but probably. I, think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So, but my point being if you put in the past when he's had a bunch of good players around him, he's he's put up a top 10 season. So I, I was like, okay, he's got kind of a similar setup this year, lots of good players. Uh, I think he can he can hang up there. I don't know that he'll finish at the as the QB five. I don't even know if he'll finish as a QB one. But I would bet if you're adding depth or plugging some holes, I would bet he'll be at that borderline. Yeah, I think that that's actually uh, you've made a good case for why that why it might be sustainable. So as I said, as you said, I did this assignment a little bit differently. What I'd try to look for is players that you would be affordable because of their unique situations this year, and uh, you could acquire without having to also be paying for future years necessarily. You're you're getting them at a discount because they don't have necessarily a long career, or your people aren't valuing them for the future terribly. So that's kind of I did I did. It wasn't exclusively that, but it was it was heavily biased in that direction. And for that reason, I went with Tom Brady. Tom Brady the GOAT. Yep. Uh, he is currently quarterback 13. Um, I think I said last week or two weeks ago, he was like down at quarterback like 29 or something like that. I was going to say 13 he just had, yeah. seemed high to me. Like he's... Actually, I think he's quarterback 16. I don't know why. I, I I think I fixed it one place, but not someplace else. But quarterback 60. Probably depends on your scoring system a little bit. But but to me, he's the ultimate guy to just go and grab for a year. In fact, I may have even used him last year for the same episode. Uh, you're not paying for the future with Tom Brady. I don't think there's anybody who is. You're, you might, you're paying a, a premium for the name, right? You're paying premium for the name. You're not paying for the future. Uh, and in this regard, you don't care so much about the salary as long as you can fit it under your cap, which is going to be always going to be a question. Because you're pushing your chips in. You don't really yeah. care in yeah. that case. Right. Because if, if at the end of the year Tom Brady doesn't retire um, you, and you can't afford him, you can just let him go. Right. Right. Um, so, uh, so he's gotten to be QB 16 with – as you pointed out last week, broken wide receivers. Basically, he's only all of his wide receivers have had prior to this last week had only played like one week with him. Last week was the first time Evans, Godwin, and Julio all played with him since week one, um, and he threw for like three hundred and seventy yards and three game. touchdowns. Right, yeah. losing effort, but but still, he I think he proved that he can still sling the ball around. A uh, lot of lot of receivers caught caught balls. It wasn't just the the main ones. And in fact, uh, Evans was the only one to get a hundred yard game. Um, Julio still almost did nothing. Um, so if you look at his performance metrics, uh, he still looks 
the same like the same guy. Maybe he's down a little bit in terms of yards per attempt. That would make sense if your go to receivers weren't there and you were throwing to lower quality targets like Rashad Perryman and I, I you know, whoever else that they have right now. Um so uh consider that actually if you look at his receivers they're like I think 29th in the league in terms of target separation and 35th in terms of run after catch per target as a as a group as a, as group. a collective okay so the, he's not getting help but help is now there you you've not only do you have Evans back from suspension you've got Godwin coming back Julio um it will take him a few weeks, but he should get better as his knee gets better. Yeah, I still, I still have high hopes for Julio. With I, it, 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 I think the PCL is going to be a thing that's going to affect him for a while. There's still the hope, um, and I actually, I'm still kind of a believer that Gronk is going to return. I mean, no one is talking about it, but I, I just, it just feels like he's just going to bide his time, wait for the playoffs, and you know, probably come back about halfway through the season, like the Kool Aid Man. He'll just break through the wall. And... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that I would make my decision presuming that to be true, but, uh, but, but it definitely feels like that's probably my my own '80s reference there. Like, oh, I'd, the Kool Aid Man. I, yeah, I'm wondering if. Oh, I think Kool Aid Man has been around for a while. Okay, I had right. a video game, a Kool Aid Man video game for my Atari. Yeah, for your Atari. Bodie and I used <laughs> to play it. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm wondering if... Atari, 2600. I'm guessing there are listeners that have no idea what the Kool-Aid man is. But uh, Google it. There's probably a YouTube out there you can You did out. like a hey, 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 though, because I think you did like a Fat Albert for Kool-Aid man. I think you were, actually, think yeah, you were the, swapping the two. The Kool-Aid man doesn't actually make a sound, I don't think, right? He says, oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. He doesn't say, hey, hey, well, That's Fat Albert. Okay, all right. Get your 80s reference straight. Anyway, um... So if Tom Brady's on an, on an underperforming team, here's and you're, you think that that's the missing piece for you, I do think you can push your chips in on Tom Brady. I, I would be willing to move a second-round pick for him um, or even a younger quarterback prospect that I, wasn't con- that I didn't really think was going to end up being a top five or six quarterback. And by that means, I'm looking at, at some guys that um, – <laughs> that uh, various trade calculators to me indicate that these guys you could maybe swap, and it, it would be Justin Fields. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I know, I know. And if you're going and the reason, for it, and the reasons you're going, you're going for, it, for it, right? You got to get Ju- that. Justin Fields is. We talked about it. It might be a couple years, right? Right. Um, and he is a guy that I do think there's an upside to. Same with Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. Like I would be willing to move some of these guys. To, for a, a guy that I think could win games for me right now, if that's the missing piece. Obviously, Mac Jones. You mentioned Jared Goff. I get the argument, but I don't think I don't think beyond this year. And I, if you said for the rest of the season, who do I trust more, Jared Goff or Tom Brady? It's Tom Brady. Um, Daniel Jones, not sexy. I don't think you can get Tom Brady for him, but but he is currently quarterback thirteen. Sexier names, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Kenny Pickett. These are guys that you're trying to win something. You're not gonna, Deshaun Watson's not going to do anything for you right now, and I, we don't know what he's going to do when he comes back. Right. And, and that, that's, 
like some of these guys, like if you like, would I move Dak? Uh, would I move mm. Tua? Mm. Not straight up, but could I see a move being done where I, especially if I had a, a plan B, if I had somebody in my developmental squad that I think was going to be a, a, a player for the future, would I move? Maybe a Trey Lance or something like that. Yeah, if I had or... Trey Lance on, on my developmental squad, would I move a Dak Prescott for uh, Tom Brady and something? Yeah, I, I would I would do that. It's just because I think that you're going to – he can win a bunch of games for you while you're getting nothing out of Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott. And Kenny Pickett for me is like fits in the category of a guy who's young and people are excited about, but I cannot envision him ever being a dominant fantasy uh, quarterback he to me he's mac jones territory and I, those guys are far more they're fungible as i like to say so right. those are guys that i would consider moving um to get uh one thomas brady all right on to running backs uh josh jacobs is is my guy and uh i have not been a josh jacobs guy uh, during throughout his I have career 100 percent of my leagues <laughs> do you That's... yes well, I, I have good news for you, Ben, I feel, Sean. I feel like, did I, did I draft him for Lawhead, too? I feel like I might have. Uh, I'll t- it's, it's possible. It's possible. Josh Jacobs is currently the running back nine. If you look at rest of season rankings, he's running back 23 on Fantasy Pros and the Dynasty running back 25. So, again, gettable, at least for good value. And the reason I like him, he's getting the work this year. He's on the field for 72% of snaps. Uh, that's sixth highest in the league for running backs. That's ahead of workhorses like Najee, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin Cook. So he is the man in Las Vegas right now at running back. He has the seventh most carries this season. He's fifth in rushing yardage. Uh, and he started getting more work in the passing game the last couple of weeks. Which we've been waiting weeks. for and waiting for and waiting for. And I still, I still would say it's not massive. He, I think he got one target in each of the first two games, and he's gotten like five or six in the weeks, the last two weeks. So mm-hmm. it's increasing, but it's still not a massive. Uh, well, his workload last target. game was was spectacular. It was, it was twenty-eight carries, I think, and. So I think that that's, um, I mean, that's just not what people, people have been waiting for him to basically get all get the, the work. work. Exactly. Yeah. Now I have a little trivia question for you since we're talking about his, his uh, receiving production. Okay. How many receiving touchdowns does Josh Jacobs have in his NFL career? Oh my. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to guess two. It's a good guess. He's, I'm, I literally just, I'm guessing, I'm trying to anticipate that it's a low number. So I, It's I even know. lower. It's zero. I, I, part of me was like, <laughs> I could say zero, except I thought I could remember one. That's why I was just like, oh, then, uh, it's, just be, like it's not possible. It's it, zero. Maybe preseason or something, but yeah, yeah he has no receiving touch. I, I double checked, so, and I feel like I'm going to check after we record, too, because it <laughs> seems impossible, but... That's uh, amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. So when you add up, anyway, back to it, when you add up the uh, carries he's getting with these increased targets, it's adding up to about 23 touches per game, which is just awesome volume for a running back. Um, I think what might be happening there, they didn't ex- uh, take his fifth-year option. Yeah. 
they probably know he's off the team next year and they're just But he's not necessarily off the he's team. He's not necessarily. Sometimes they just they just don't do the the option and uh and then they end up having to renegotiate with that team. What would you put the chances at that he's back with the Raiders? Just I know this is off the cuff, but uh, do you think it's a problem uh, that's likely that thirty five percent? Okay, so and that's kind of I I don't have a number attached to it, but I just, part of it is that I don't know that they're seeing enough out of Zamir White. I mean, he had a nice run this last week, but I don't know if they're seeing enough out of him to say, "Oh, that's our guy." Like, so that to me makes me th- think that that number might be even higher. Okay. But I don't I don't know. I mean, it's so tough because, um. I mean, just the general devaluation of running backs in general, like that's right to to retain him, especially if he considers this uh, uh, continues this rushing production to retain him, he's going to get expensive. I don't know. I, my thought was that maybe they're just riding him, knowing he's not going to be on the team next year. So, what would you give up to get him? That's the thing. Is for me, like I I, I look at and I, I'm going on um, the updated fantasy football dynasty trade values chart off of fantasy pros. And I'm not so, you know, like we do everything here salary dependent. So like you have to kind of presume that these things are roughly equal, obviously make adjustments if, if they're not. Sure. But would you, I mean, I would trade, I would trade Elijah Mitchell. Would you? Uh, yeah. If I'm going for it this year, for sure. Because he's probably not going to be back for many weeks. Okay. So let me give you some tougher ones then. How about, uh, Damian Pierce. He is tougher, but I I think if I'm going f- well, see Pierce could be good this year. For too. me, the answer is no. Yeah, I don't think Pierce. I would do that because he's he's I think he's got a chance to be really good this year. Okay, James Connor. I would do that. Connor's just not getting it done. I would do it as well. Tony Pollard. I would still do that. How do you know how old Pollard is? Uh, I feel, I feel like, like he's 25. Okay, he's not that old. He, he's not that old. He's not that young. Mm. I would trade Tony Pollard because I just don't see him as a full-time back in the future. Could be wrong. Well, and he's if you're going for it, the reason you're doing even thinking about it is you're going for Pollard's it. Pollard's not putting and, forward fantasy and, relevant numbers right now. Right. He's not going to get it done for you this year. Um, Kareem Hunt. Mm, I don't think I'd do it for Hunt because I think Hunt has as good a shot as, as Josh Jacobs is at, at being – I mean, Jacobs is probably a better bet, but I still like Hunt um, putting up pretty good numbers this year. How about you? Would you do that? Uh, Cream Hunt, um, you know, for me, that that is a I'm I'm going for it this year kind of move. It's exactly the kind of move that I would do. Because it's not like Josh Jacobs is going to explode. He's not, there's, no, there's no, like, uh, what do they call that? Like, uh, spontaneous combustion. He's not mm-hmm. going to, I mean... Knock on wood, I don't want something to happen to him. But I don't think he's just going to like go the way of like a, a drummer, a spinal tap drummer, and just it. poof, right? Like y- you get the future production of Josh Jacobs, which could be pretty good depending on what he does next year. So yeah. so I would do that as well. Would you do a first rounder? You're going for it, so it's probably a late first rounder. Um, next year's draft class is awfully special, but if I'm going for it, I probably do. I probably do. Because you, you're – Probably, hopefully, you're giving up 10, 11, 12, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have to have the good start. I'd have to be sitting there 4 and 0, 3 and 1, and thinking my team is pretty solid. What about you? Yeah, I think I would. I would, I'd, 
Yeah. I'd, if I felt confident. That's about where I'd max out, though. Yeah. First, yeah. If I'm, if I'm sitting, if I'm scoring a bunch of points, but I'm only one and three, I probably don't. All right. Let's move on to your guys, Sean. Okay. So, uh, so I did a bunch of research on what I thought was the most obvious pushing your chips in guy. That's Melvin Gordon. Why? Because Javante just tore his ACL. Sad he's gonna as it get, is. He's going to get all that work he's in gonna Denver. He's going to get all of that work. Um, so, don't do it. That's that. My research tells me, don't push your chips. This is I don't. This is pushing. This the topic is push, pushing your chips in. It's not only. We're not only telling you how to plug your holes. We're telling you what holes not to plug, or use other things instead. Mm, mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't need a. <laughs> sometimes you don't need a guy for that. Anyway, so here's here's the thing. Uh, so Melvin Gordon just wasn't being all that productive beforehand. Um, he's outside the top 40 in true yards per carry, yards created per touch. This is all while facing among the fewest defenders in the box, among the fewest stack fronts. High, He's playing against a high number of base fronts, and he's not helping his team. He's uh, among the bottom in, in EPA, expected points added, which means he's not really helping his team, and that's maybe perhaps due to the fumbles. He is fumbling. He's yeah. got a lot of fumbles. And this is a thing that he has been among the leaders in the league in fumbles the last several years. Like this is this is not just a uh, remember that year that that couple years ago when Zeke was just like fumbling like he's never been a fumbler and now he's suddenly fumbling. That was a aberration. This is not an aberration. This is a trend. This is this is a trend, <laughs> not a mirage, right? So he fumbled week three, then he spent the entire week focusing on ball security. They sat him out the whole first quarter in week four. He comes in on the first play, fumble return for a touchdown. And that was the difference in the game, basically. So then he got benched in favor of journeyman Mike Boone. And then, you know, uh, that was after Javante uh, goes down. Um, he he played a little bit at the end. Then they, they pulled Latavius Murray fresh off a decent game against the Vikings. Apparently he played the decent game with the Vikings. He got returned to the practice squad and that process got swiped by the Broncos. So, uh, that's, I I found it odd that Latavius Murray pulled off of a practice squad when he literally just played against the Vikings, but that's, that's how it works. So, um, so I thought, okay, nobody still, still nobody on that roster has the potential to be, in every down back. So I was still kind of thinking maybe Gordon is a, is a guy, except for that's not the only possibility. The other possibility is a committee. And Latavius Murray does score touchdowns. Like he scored a lot of touchdowns every year. He scores about a half a dozen touchdowns, no matter. And he's never, he hasn't been a full-time back like ever. I don't think he's ever been a full-time back in his career. And he's got 45, 46 touchdowns. Um, as a part-time back over the years, so he's your push your chips in guy. No, okay. he's not. So he, so they also might. And the other reason not to get Melvin Gordon, and this is a lot for a guy. You, I'm telling you not to get. Is also is, dec- is there a decent chance that he's just they're not going to really roll with a lot of running game at all after he goes down in a close game. Sorry, after Javante goes down in a close game. In five series after uh, Javante Williams goes down. Um, 
Russ only handed the ball off twice in five series. And this is this isn't a blowout. They're coming back. They're, they're one touchdown game, or less. So, would Wait. I give up something for Melvin Gordon? Sure, I give up a third round pick. But because you don't know, I mean, sure, he could still be it. But Assel, I would rather push my chips in on Miles Sanders. Okay, that's that's your <laughs> chips in guy. He is. He's he's my chips in guy, and and I don't, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it because we literally just talked about Miles Sanders last week. Okay. But he is doing it. I said he was going to do it. I bet I said he was going to be a top 15 running back. Somebody uh, in this conversation here maybe made fun of me about that mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Said, how could, why do you expect him to do better than he had ever done before? And the answer was offense. That offense is going to be a great offense year in and year out. Um, or week game in, in, week in, week in, week out, week out. I can't say it. For for the future, but for but for this year, I just I think they're going to continue to score points. He, he had a big game last week. He didn't even get all the rushing touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell got one of them. So like, I just think that there's a lot of opportunity for Miles Sanders. He has always been productive. That's it. he is. I believe on this fantasy trade chart, he's lower than Josh Jacobs. He's you know in the yeah, he's below lower than Cream Hunt. So we're talking about. Would I would I give up those same players, but also like you can also dip down into your Khalil Herberts and 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 Brian Robinsons and and whatnot, and I would do that. Oh, because, for sure, I would do that because those guys haven't done anything yet. Right. Even James Cook, I like James Cook, but he hasn't done anything yet, really. And I just think Herbert's done something. But Herbert's those other, done those something. Other guys but we also don't know what's going to happen next year. I have. I have some suspicions that Mo- that Monty might be going elsewhere because I don't think he's a great fit for that team. But um, there's just a lot of like Sanders is just people don't like him, and he they, just, they don't like him. So you be the guy in the league that will take Sanders and and uh, and go get him. I like it. I like it, Sean. On to wide receivers. Christian Kirk is my nominee. Okay. Currently the wide receiver seven. He's wide receiver 17 rest of season ranking. Dynasty wide receiver 34. Nobody believes in him. Nobody does. And it's good. he's going to be one of those guys, I think, where like the Robert Woods types where just people just, and Mike Evans to some degree, people just don't come around on him. That's my prediction. I'm pulling up his his comps, his, his trade swap comps. So challenge you a little bit later about this sounds good so kirk right now is on the field for 92 percent of snaps in jacksonville he's got a 27 percent team Oof. target share which is good he's the ninth best wide receiver in terms of team target share right now he's got three touchdowns through four games and that's thanks to him seeing 32 percent of his team's red zone targets. He's getting tons of work down in the red zone. So he's scoring touchdowns as well as getting yardage. His efficiency metrics this season are really good. He's uh, wide receiver six in terms of yards after catch, and he's the wide receiver 10 in that yards per route run that he, metrics he, guys like. He is literally like one of these examples of a guy where, where, you, where you think, a lot of times people think, Man, I know so much more than these NFL guys, right? And he's one of these guys where it makes you really question that because nobody thought Christian Kirk, nobody in the fantasy world thought Christian Kirk was was worth that contract, and he's there and he is earning, he's earning his money. Yep, yep, he is. 
And aside from last week, Trevor Lawrence seems to have some things figured out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk, I mean, he's got some things figured out. I he mean, had, he had, I think he had one pretty nice game. And then, I mean, let's be clear, the last week was, I think, six turnovers. It was four fumbles. Is that Philly? Is that who they played last week? Yeah, it's four fumbles. And I think the weather was not good. It wasn't good. And Kirk did not have a good game last week either because of the Philly defense and the weather. Uh, But I still trust him. You're going to have these up and down games with all wide receivers. Uh, but but I'm I'm putting my trust in Kirk again. I don't know that he's going to finish up there at the wide receiver seven, but I think he'll be uh, at least a, a middle to high end wide receiver two at the end of the year. So it's interesting. Some of these names that I'm looking at in this trade values chart, um, they're just they're all over the map in terms of how I feel about them. So I'm just going to throw out some ones that I think are interesting. You know whether or not you totally agree with them or not. Um, so a guy uh, that I would say is, cl- is close, right? DJ Moore. Would you trade DJ Moore? He's pretty close to to him on this chart. Yeah, I would do that. Spe- I might do that even if and I we- wasn't pushing my chips in, to be honest. I'm really down on DJ Moore. Okay, all right. Devontae Smith. No, I don't it's think pain- I It's painful, isn't it? Well, I mean... I don't think I'd do that. Terry McLaurin. I would do that. I'm I'm I, I I'm Terry McLaurin is approaching DJ Moore territory for me. Yeah. This will come up later, I think. Okay. Um Traylon Burks. Uh probably but I don't think that's something you'd have to consider. I mean Burks it's probably on a taxi. I, I guess. I mean, if you're looking you for, if, you, if you're there. looking, if you're looking for somebody who has the player that's performing well. Yeah. I, actually, I'll throw out three three rookies that are three four young players that are all about the same. It's Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, and Elijah Moore. Those are all mm. like in a group together. And mm-hmm. would you give up the, that future potential for? I get Christian Kirk right now. Okay, I'd probably give up more. I don't like his situation as well. I would hang on to, can you give me the names again? Jameson Williams. I would, gosh, you just haven't, I, you, you I haven't laid eyes I, on him. I didn't love him in the pre-draft not. process, so I guess I'd probably trade him. And then it's, it's Burks <laughs> and Dotson. I wouldn't trade Dotson. Burks, he's another guy I was not high on. He's shown a little something on the field. But if I'm going for it this year, I guess I probably would trade him. I think for me the answer is um, probably yes on all of them, but Dotson and Jamison. Okay. And Jamison, because I actually I didn't love him as much as most people did, but I did. I, he ended up being, I think, my wide receiver six. Like, it's still pretty good. Um, He's pretty good. I don't think I'd trade him. He's just, the, the speed is so otherworldly. Like, to me, yeah. like, there's a lot of potential upside there. Um, so I keep him and I keep Jahan Dotson because I think he's a, a special player that's not totally in the similar mold as Christian Kirk himself, but just, I think, probably a little bit better. But yeah, I move off of Elijah Moore um, and Traylon Burks, I never believed in. So, there All you right. go. All right, so here's my guy. Um, 
Actually, I have two. That's um, cheating. It is. But it's really mostly, I'm, I'm going to give you one guy, and then I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a second guy. Okay. First guy, and I've done this before, it's Mike Evans. So for me, like I'm looking for a big move. I'm going to go with a guy who I think is going to be productive and make that difference to, yep. you, know, you know, this is a guy that you wouldn't just be plugging a hole. You might be, you know, upping, you might not have a hole at that position, but then you're, this is a guy that you're, you're, you're going just to improving. Your, you're just improving. Yeah. Right. And then maybe your, 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 your starter becomes your depth player. Right. Um, so, so we talked a little bit, I'm not going to, some of the stuff we've already talked about cause it's Tampa Bay, but. Julio's not been productive. I think his PCL is going to affect him for weeks. Chris Godwin has not been healthy. His ha- hamstring injury, even though he played, like I'm concerned about that long term because there is this uh, connection between the hamstring and the ACL. In that, if your ACL is at all weak, you tend to use your hamstring. Your hamstring tends to like involuntarily, basically, kind of fire to kind of lock down some of the lateral stability in your knee. And if it's if it's firing like that, it's tight, and then you try to do an athletic move with it, and it's already tight, you're going to pull it. And I think that's what happened. I actually saw the play broken down as to how he pulled his hamstring. It was on a low throw where, where he, he had to go down deep deep for it, and it's exactly the kind of thing that's going to happen when your hamstring's already tight. You're going to stretch it. So I, I feel like uh, that, was, that was really solid medical analysis, Sean. It's well done. I, I've got lots of so I I got Dr. Westgard, but I have other sources as well. Okay. But um so uh so so basically so I'm a little worried about the other receivers and for me Mike Evans is the solid thing. He is always a wide receiver one. He literally he's currently a wide receiver one. Well, currently points per game because he missed that one game. He's still wide wide receiver 7. So on the season he's wide wide receiver 13. Makes him look Worse, great. That's yeah. just a discount for getting them. Right. Um, preseason dynasty ADP was wide receiver twenty-one, similar to Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Hollywood Burks, Sutton Judy. I think he's worth more than all of them. Yeah. Um, now, when I look at trade value, as I said before, huh. Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, I would trade any of those guys for Mike Evans, and and Mike Evans is. He's not old. He's not that old. Right. So no, I, I think he's. I want to say he's twenty-seven. No, I think he's older Tw- than that. Twenty-eight. <laughs> Mike I, Evans. Yeah. I, think, uh, I, I, I bet you. Why don't you? Why don't you? Uh, I'll look it up while you look talk. it up. Well, I wanted to challenge you on one thing. Just you mentioned Hollywood on the list with uh, with Elijah Moore and Bateman. I was like, Hollywood's having a great season this year too. Yeah. But I, I I do think that that's to and, me that we have, and I'll talk about this a little bit later on. There's a big thing that's going to change for Hollywood coming up, and it's D Hop. And I think and and Mike Evans doesn't have that thing. Right. Mike Evans is a thing that I don't care. He's going to be a, he is going to be a uh, a wide receiver one. He's 29 years old, by the way. Ah, when's his birthday? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't look that up, <laughs> that's, but I, that's I think right. I think he's yeah. No, he's he, he, how can you be wide receiver one for like ten years and not be at least twenty nine? Has yeah. been, hasn't been ten years, but it's been long. So so he's the guy that I think that you can. I rattle off all those names that that like I would move on from every one of those guys. I would if if 
I lose a couple years, and some of them, like a guy like Terry McLaurin, you're actually not losing that many years because McLaurin came into the league so old. He is 27. He is McLaurin is 27, yeah. right? So, so, so that to me is just like if I can trade Terry McLaurin for Mike Evans, and the salaries are similar, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. And I would actually go up in salary some of the, for for some of these guys as well because I just think that Mike Evans is a is a difference maker, and none of those other players are difference makers, and very few of them will be difference makers. Right. So there you go. The other guy that I threw out there was Tyreek Hill. And this is a little odd because how how is it he a bargain? Well, he's a bargain because of Tua's injury, potentially. So he's got Teddy Two Gloves as his quarterback now. And Teddy Bridgewater is is unsexy as the Houston Texans. <laughs> I didn't say everything in Houston because there was that convention. <laughs> but <laughs> but I will say um, uh, I think I think there'll be uh, some people who are, are holding on to Tyreek and are going to be nervous about his future and maybe you can get him at a bit of a discount from what he was. I'm not what – what I'm saying is – is two things that are kind of contradictory. Um, one, I actually don't really, I'm not really committed to the idea that Tua is coming back this year. Hmm. I don't have any inside information other, I don't have any inside information. That's what, a bad concussion though. It's a bad concussion if it is, and it certainly looks like when you look back at, at, at everything that happened, it looks like a, a, a second impact syndrome right. issue. Which is, he might he might literally just not be able to play again like for the rest of the year, and who knows after that. I don't trust the NFL and when they would put him back exactly, but it makes me really nervous, and I think there's a, a decent chance that Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback for this rest of this year, which would make you think, why are you pitching Tyreek Hill if you don't think Tua is coming back? And the answer is, I don't think there's a huge difference between Tua and Teddy. Hmm. They're kind of the same quarterback. And in fact, it's a very small sample size, but once Teddy came in, he gave Tyreek Hill eight targets and only two for Waddle. Five for like Trent Sherfield. But like Yeah. But but Teddy was really locked on onto onto Tyreek specifically. So I think there's a, a chance that actually you see Tyreek Hill's numbers. Basically he's gonna do the same thing that he was doing before. And you know, maybe maybe Waddle doesn't. Terry Kill's not going to be cheap. Um, so I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't list of guys for him. Yeah, so I wouldn't buy him if you don't detect a dip, right? If you if if someone is full pricing Terry Kill, I I I wouldn't do just, that just because actually along. I think there is some downside to this quarterback switch. Um, but I would trade him for guys that are are similar that are. I would even do I would I would even do CD Lamb, but I'm a little down on mm. CD Lamb compared to others. Um, Rashad Bateman, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Um, those are guys that I would. Yeah. Uh, Bateman I would move. for sure. Right. And according it's, to the, the the. I think the, Sutton too for sure. Yeah, according to the trade value chart, they're rough. They're in the ballpark. Okay. Just because Tyreek Hill is older, I think that's the reason. Um, 
but I would, I mean, I'm not a huge believer that Rashad Bateman is going to be a, a fantasy force. No. And uh, same with Cortland Sutton. So I think that's why I would move that, hoping that somebody thinks that there's they're, they're gaining future years, you know. Right. And I'm getting the gaining the present, but I actually think I'm getting the the difference maker there. Right for your for your championship run. That's right. All right, we'll finish up with tight ends here. I think we just have the two, or do we have three, Sean? Looks like maybe got, we have three. I did a, I did a couple. <laughs> okay. Um, so why don't, should I go in the middle of your guys, or do they kind of work together? Um, you wait. You want to go in the middle of my guys? I just wondered if we should break up your, you know, your analyses. I got with, you. So you with think, mine. You know, you wanted you wanted Lucky Pierre. I got it. Okay. So I'll do I'll do Zach Ertz first. Okay. And uh, Zacherts is the Hall of Fame, I said it, Hall of Fame tight end. Wow. That nobody wants to roster. Since 2015, he's been a top tight end every year of his career except for 2020. A, a top tight end, right? A top 10. Did yeah. I say the top 10? I think so, but. I might have. Who well, knows what? Um, he's just, I 10th, just want to make sure. No, he's fin- I was going to tell you because his finishes were 10th, 3rd, 3rd, 2nd, 4th, 24th. 10th and he's currently fourth so he's on on a team that that is peppering him with targets uh he a lot of what he has done over the years is because of large volume um i basically think that he gets a discount because he's one of these guys that as i said he's he's like uh the unsexiest thing outside of the Houston Texans um so here's the thing though we need to get a figure out a listener that's in the Houston area so I can apologize we can can apologize too when you say that look all I can tell you is my one experience in Houston was a fun experience (laughs) are you are you are you ever gonna tell this story no okay any rate so (laughs) the uh uh, but here's the thing. So I, I throw his name out there. I, I probably should have made this more clear from the beginning. I'm not Allen and Zach Hurts. These are all the reasons why it, he, it's, this is like a false. Oh, this is geez. a false. Yeah, this is and, here's, and because it's it's all about D Hop, and basically, it's a small sample size. You compare it with Zach Hurts' history, you think this is a guy that I, I should go out and get, and I just think it's fool's gold. Last year. Weeks one through eight, he, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was playing. He was tight end 17. D-Hop goes out weeks nine through 11. He's tight end three. D-Hop go, goes out uh, out again. Sorry, he comes back again for a couple weeks. He's tight end 27. D-Hop leaves again. He's tight end five for the, mm. for the remainder of the year. It is so tied to D-Hop's presence, and yeah. D-Hop is coming. Those are, those are, the splits are really telling there. Right. Yeah. And so that's the thing is it's fool's gold. Uh, I I just, in fact. So sell him. In fact, actually, (laughs) this is the time to sell him. I don't know if we've got this coming up in an episode, but. We do. uh, Early fire sale, right? Yeah. I would sell Zach Ertz whether I'm fire sailing or not. The point is you have Zach Ertz. Now is the time to get rid of him. For sure. Your maximum value is right now. Uh, don't 
invested him. All right, you okay. want how you you go with your guy? Sure. Uh, I'm I'm bringing up a guy. You know, this is I'm I'm suggesting him because I needed to suggest a tight end. I thought you could go get. Yeah. Uh, I am yeah, not super. Yeah, you, you you were you you went for the bargain. Yeah. Purchases, whereas I was you were like pushing one chip in. I I was trying to push in all my <laughs> chips. Well, maybe that's an apt uh, metaphor. I, I'm bringing up Tyler Conklin. Currently, Who? I know. I look, we know Tyler Conklin in this current, town. Current, yes, he used to be a Viking, now a Jet. He's currently the tight end 10. Uh, rest of season, he's ranked as the tight end 16 on Fantasy Pros and ranked as the tight end 28 for Dynasty. So, again, gettable. But he is two and a half points from being the tight end 6 right now. So he's having a really nice season, and this is not fueled by touchdowns. This is this is not one of those guys who's popped for the first four weeks here and gotten two, three touchdowns. He has one touchdown on the year. I like him because he's playing 88% of team snaps. That's fifth for tight ends. Uh, 21 of those snaps, 21% of those snaps are out of the slot. So they clearly view him as a receiving tight end. He's not just playing as a blocking tight end on rushing downs. He's the, the tight end one in routes run. He's got the seventh most targets amongst all tight ends this season. And he's 30th in targets in the entire NFL for any pass catchers. So he's getting tons of work. That's all I can ask for in a tight end that I'm going to have to pay next to nothing for or might even be on your waiver wire. Now, things could change with Zach Wilson coming back to to lead this team. He had his last week with Zach Wilson, he had his fewest targets of the season. And and that but is still five. That is a real possibility, but I th- I think the threshold for getting him is just so low. Yeah. I don't care. I'm a, I would roll the dice on him anyway. It's just one chip. You're it's, only pushing one chip. It's in. just one chip. Uh so I I would, you know, slide that one chip and lay a bet on Tyler Conklin. I think that is, uh, you know, he's his what where he at is at in terms of fantasy value surprises me, honestly, because the names I'm going to throw at you, I'm going to guess you would not trade these things, but I don't know. Like, would you give up Irv Smith for Tyler Conklin? I think so until Irv Smith does something, which he's done nothing ever. Because Conklin had a decent season with the Vikings last year too. Yep. Yep. Would you trade Gerald Everett? I mean, probably wouldn't do that now, no. Because there'd be no reason to, because you think you believe in Gerald Everett this yeah. year. Yep. Noah Fant. I would trade Fant. Cole Komet. Uh, yeah, if I was going for it this year, I think Komet's in trouble for a few years. Yeah, and we talked about that. So, yep. so, so, all right. I think that makes some sense. All right, my guy? Your guy. <clears throat> Wrap it up. Bring it home, Sean. All right. Well, I've already talked about him. So I was talking about him a little bit less. So we're all done. It's Tyler Higby. That's who I would get. Let me tell you why. And in addition to the things that reasons why I told you why a couple weeks ago. So number, um, he's currently tight end five in PPR, tight end eleven overall. I think, which is I think in maybe half point. It's a huge difference. But I don't know if that's standard. I didn't double check that. Anyway, he's doing pretty well. He's tight end one. <laughs> he is a tight end one. Uh uh, he is number one in the NFL in tight end targets. That's more than Waller, more than Andrews, more than Kelsey. Um, in most opportunity metrics, he is top five. Um, he is even 
uh, number six in red zone targets. He just hasn't scored. So, I mean, he's got, he's number one in receptions. He's number four in yards. Um, I think the team will continue to go to him. He has the high-level quarterback. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it, he looked great uh, last night, just getting the ball right and left. And, and I, yeah, I think, I think that'll continue. Basically, I, I don't see, I mean, so much of that offense is Cooper Cup, and, and I can see when Van Jefferson comes back, there could be a dip. That's possible. But I do think it's less clear uh, than the dip that I, I think we're going to see with Zach Ertz. Right, so if I'm when I'm looking at who who who's the guy that I think I would push my chips in on, it's probably more Higby than Ertz. And yes, you can always push your chips in on the, the answer to this question is for sure Travis Kelsey, always. Right. right. If if you can get him, you get him. Yeah. He's going to be great. Um. But uh, you can get Higby for Noah Fant, Cole Komet, Tyler Conklin. That's an interesting question. Uh, Irv Smith, Albert O, Gerald Everett, maybe even Evan Ingram or Hunter Henry. I would take uh, Higby over Conklin. I would trade Conklin for Higby if that's yeah. what the, in- the interesting question you were Well, uh, it's only because you had talked about oh, Yeah, because sure. your guy was a one-chip guy. My, my guy might be a two-chip guy. <laughs> um, Mike Gusecki, like all these guys are guys that I would, I would, I would move um, – to get Higby, who's not terribly old, he's twenty nine. He's still in. Yeah, that's the, the, still in the. I think tight ends start. Some of them start to fade at thirty one. That yeah. range, and yeah. I, I, I think you're going to get a couple years out of him. So yeah, that's that. That's that. That's your budget option. Um, not quite as budget as your budget option, but still a budget option. Mine's the uh, yeah the 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 middle of the row. I'm trying to think of the brand like car brands that have, isn't it like uh, Accord and Honda and I uh, can't I can't play this game. <laughs> you literally just said <laughs> oh, wait, a it's model like, of a car, and then you said the the <laughs> then you said the name of the company. It's like um, Banana Republic, Gap, and Old Navy. I think that's. I think that's all the same company, but it's. Are like, they? I oh. think so, but it like three different. Do they also price five, points. five dollar t shirts? Uh, well, one of them did. I don't know if you can still get a five dollar t shirt at Old Navy. You can't get five dollar anything now. Five dollars gets you candy bar. That's about it. Might get a, a tasty milkshake, possibly. No, no. You can't even get a milkshake for five bucks. All right, all right. I think we're done, right? I think we're done. Okay. Do we do it less than an hour? We did. Uh, barely. But it's uh, it, but we're 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 less than an hour. Next week, Sean, it's it is the fire sale, right? Fire fire it sale is, episode. It is the fire sale episode. Uh, if you're not doing so good and you think I want out, we probably will talk a little bit about when to do it. We talked about this a little bit last year. We can probably give the shortened version of that, and then and then uh, I don't know if we, we want to do some. Do we know how we're going to do it? We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But join us, uh, especially if your team is not doing so well this year. We'll we'll have some things to think about to banter around in your head. Uh, Take a second to leave a rating and review uh, if you're not driving. And uh, we look forward to doing this again next week. Until then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. 
Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod. Thank you.